Everything is well, hello, everybody. How the heck are you on this beautiful rainy day? Of <laughs> Oh, well, we need rainy days so that we can hunker under the covers and watch good movies, right? So, but I'm here. I am entertaining you, and the, the bikes are on playing the Bears today. So far, it is seven zip in the second quarter. In case you haven't, you haven't, uh, no, doesn't, don't know it yet. So, hopefully, you're going to be uh, calling in today because you're not you're just kind of hanging out. You're not on the pontoon or whatever. Got a little bit chilly. I actually put jeans on last night, and I got jeans on right now. I was just a little bit too chilly on those legs, and being that I don't wear dresses, that was really chilly. So anyway. So hopefully you got some great questions, and it's the last Sunday of the month, so that means we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here. So hopefully you got some vet questions for her. And the greatest thing about it, let's say you've been your dog, your pet, your cat have had ongoing particular problems, and it just you know you just seem to be masking it with other things because it keeps coming back. Maybe she can help you. So you can give a holler, and uh, we can talk about it. And then also, too, you can direct questions to myself. Uh, so hopefully you're here to answer your your either puppet questions or your kitty questions or cat questions. And Carly, how was your week? It was good. Good, good. Yeah. And the teaching thing is going well? Teaching's going well. All right. You're a certified teacher. Haven't killed anybody. They haven't killed me. Yeah, so, you, you know. Everybody's staying alive. Yeah. I think there's a movie, Staying Alive. Maybe. <laughs> and I think there's a song, too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah. So, hopefully, you guys will uh, give a holler. So, 651-641-1071. Since it's a cloudy day, it's always great to just be, let's hunker down, listen to the radio. Greatly appreciate it. I don't know if cabin drive time probably is still going on. But the days have gotten so short now. Good gravy. The sun is setting in like you know, a little after putting her, what, 7.15 or something. I still remember sitting in the gazebo at, at 10 to 10 at night and still had a nice horizon there. Not anymore. But, oh, well, it is what it is. So we got Dr. Jessica Levy here. So, hey, Jess, how you doing? Oh, sure. She's just doing what? What? I'm doing well. There you go. There you go. All right. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. So, so glad to have you. Just thank you for sharing your time here on Sunday and uh, that you didn't uh, wanted to stay in bed and watch movies because it's one of those days. <laughs> a, little, a little gloomy out there. Oh, I know. I don't know what that is. I already, I watched, uh, I was doing dishes, just puttering around the house and I watched a Christmas movie. I'm in, I started my, yes, folks, I started watching my Christmas movies. And the reason is because they always make me smile and make me feel good. And then also, too, I've got so many of them. <laughs> in order there to be able to watch them, I got, I'm going to have to start start in July pretty soon. That's what I, I thought. So I thought you had to fit them all in. Oh, I know. I Do know you go so. alphabetically? Or? No, I just, either I got them all status, grab the one on top. And then when I'm done watching it, I want to put it to the right. And then I grab the next one. And we just kind of go down the line. So, And I got my favorites. And the one I watched today was, it was called Mrs. Miracle. And but but her name is supposed to be Mrs. Merkel, but they put Miracle on her badge, and it's it's. Oh. But anyway, so it's Mrs. Miracle, and it's a Christmas movie. It's just a delightful. It was if you watched Raymond, uh, the one the gal that played her his mom, that little short gal. Yeah, she play, plays it, and basically, kind of what she is is an angel, you know. But uh, it's it's Aww. it's a fun movie. So yeah, if you Mrs. Miracle, if you have a chance to to watch it. So. But anyway, okay, those are good movies. Well, yeah. No, I, I, and I, of course, you know, when you, when you, they start out, they got a, you know, a lot of these, uh, the Hallmark, they show other Christmas movies coming, coming, yeah, coming. Yeah. So I'm writing them, writing them, yeah. writing them down. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that a couple of weeks ago. I ordered five new ones from, and I'm just like, ah. Oh. 
I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm running out of between hooded sweatshirts and DVDs. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're losing places to put them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, so uh, we have a caller. So we just run straight to the callers. So, sure. So, folks, remember, if you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071. And who's up? Okay, so we're going to talk to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth has a question about her cat that has high cretinin, cretinon. Okay. Dr. Jess probably knows what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> levels, and she just has a question about that. Oh, okay. Hey, Elizabeth, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. So what's going on? What kind of cat? He, well, he's supposed to be sort of like a Siamese, but he's a mix. Okay. He's a mix. And how old? He's just, he's 12, he'll be 13 in January. Okay. What food do you feed? I feed him raw food. Oh. I feed him the small batch cat beef sliders and the primal nuggets for cats, pork. He used to be on turkey and chicken. But my another cat passed away last year in August, and at that time he refused to eat the food we were. I was feeding him that, and then he stopped eating it because that was what the other cat had eaten, I guess, and he refused to eat it then. Huh. So interesting. Okay, so what's going on? So you had some, you had some blood work. That. You had some blood work done, and then what's going on? Well, the uh, creatinine, if that's the way you pronounce it, had gone from a two point one from last year to a three, mm-hmm. and she said, my vet had said normally, she said, I would be putting him on liquids right now. But he, instead of losing weight, he gained weight and he still has a good appetite. So she said, and we're on raw food. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some probiotics. Maybe they aren't the best. Mm-hmm. So that's something I can look at. Um, we're, she has me on some Wolactin feline omega-3 supplement. And we've been doing that for a while. And I also have add a little bit of primal goat's milk to his food. And he has a tendency to be constipated. He picked that up after the other cat passed away. I don't know why, but so he might go every second or third day. So I add some psyllium and slippery elm in his food, but it's not necessarily, I don't know if it's helping that much. So I don't know if, his slight constipation is, I'd just like to understand what's creating it and if we can find an alternative to doing allopathic medicine and find a natural way to deal with this. Well, I think it's hard to find out what's creating these things. What have you done with him as far as vaccines? As vaccines, I haven't been doing anything other than what he originally got. And then back then, I, I guess I must have finished the vaccines. But other than that, I haven't been giving him any. He hasn't gotten any vaccines because he's an in-house cat. Good for you, yeah. So was that when he was a kitten? As a kitten. And as a kitten, he got, he developed, I don't, they never really diagnosed what he really had, but it was a very congestive, he would sneeze, green stuff and yellow stuff would come out of the nose. They were coughing all the time. I had three cats. Mm -hmm. So he would have it one month, then another cat got it for a month, than the other cat, and then they'd start all over again. And that went on for a year and a half. So that put tremendous strain. And the two other cats have already passed. Right. So then so what, did, I don't know yeah, if, what did you do to, to get rid of that or to resolve it? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't as wise then. So I was following what the doctor was giving me. They were giving me traditional medicine. 
mm-hmm. and nothing was working because they would get continually sick. Finally, whatever happened, it finally ran its course. But I noticed over the years that they all would have a tendency to do this sort of cough every once in a while mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. type thing. Okay. And as I said, the, first, the oldest one passed at around 13. That was three years ago. And then the other one passed at just 11 years last year. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been feeding raw food? They've been on it for a good, well, a good probably four years. Okay. Oh. All right. Good. And before that, they were on grain-free canned food. Okay. Good, good for you. Good, and then, good quality generally. Mm-hmm. And then what, what other blood values were abnormal? What about the phosphorus levels? What about the BUN? Uh, she didn't count. Well, I have what the phosphorus. It was a 3.8. And what oh. was the other one you asked? BUN? Bun was 7.4. Oh. Really? Is that good or bad? Do you have the normal ranges? Uh, they don't show, in this blood test they did in-house, uh-huh. they don't show what the range is there. Oh, really? Because I would think that it would, it should print it out I know, I would anyway. have thought that's the one thing that's blank, so I'm sort of going blind there. Last year, he had a 14. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, he had a 29.5 bun. Uh-huh. And then they were showing normal of 15 through 32. Yeah. And now it's what? Now it's... Now it's a 7 point... Well, I'm sorry. The bun was 22.3. I apologize. Oh, 22.3. Okay. That okay. was the bun over the creatine, creatinine ratio. Oh, I was okay. Reading. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. And then uh, did you have a urinalysis done? That... Well, that... No. I, she, I, I went in for an overall checkup and then she just did this okay um okay and any abnormalities on the cbc did you have a complete blood count done i doesn't look like i'm surprised i was expecting her to do more but it doesn't look like i have more it was just i had the bun the creatinine the bun creatinine ratio phosphorus calcium total protein albumin Uh globulin i'm sorry globulin yeah. And alb-globulin ratio. That was it. Oh. oh, okay. So it must have been like some sort of a renal panel or something like that. Um, okay. Any thyroid levels? No. She okay. doesn't show anything like that. And that was, I realized after I saw this, I thought, wow, this isn't very complete. Yeah. And so, so trying to diagnose something or treat somebody just based on a creatinine level is um, extremely difficult. Now, certainly out of the two blood values that are um, considered to pertain to the kidneys. Okay, while we hold on to that thought, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get back, because we got to yeah, hold that breath there, Dr. <laughs> Jess. <laughs> Elizabeth, hold on, because we got to run, and then we gotta, we'll got come back, we'll, we'll uh, okay. talk more about this. Okay, which elephant has the biggest ears, the African elephant or the Indian elephant? We'll be back. Alrighty then, thanks for tuning in to the Katie Canine Show. Remember, all the shows are co- podcast here on mytalk1071.com. Go to that, check into my show page, the Katie Canine Show page, and you can listen to all my past shows, or if you're driving and we said something, you can go look it up or you know listen to it, I guess, at the podcast. So so remember that, just go to mytalk1071.com and to the Katie Canine Show page, where you can t- uh, hopefully you'll uh, check into my Katie Canine Facebook page, always posting some funny stuff and some great stuff that information you need to know and then there's a link to my website and you can check out my dog classes and such like that so anyway so we're, we are talking to elizabeth about her cat and then uh dr jessica well, trivia oh that's right 
Okay, which has the biggest ears, the African elephant or the Indian Indian elephant? I think it's African. What do you think, Jess? Yes, African. Guess what? It's the Indian, isn't it? Um, you said what? Oh, we said African. Very good. Oh, yay. Yep, they have the bigger ears. The yeah. Indian ones have the smaller ones. Okay. You know why, though? Because, see, the African ones are in a, a more uh, hotter climate. Yeah, they, and they need their ears to fan them. Yeah, that's why. I also think India gets pretty darn hot, though. Really? I think it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but you don't. I think it. Don't you think Africa would get hotter than India? Maybe. I really have I zero. Idea. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And all my travels, you know, to Forest Lake and White Bear and to the station. <laughs> I mean, Morocco was pretty warm when yeah. I was in there. Oh, yeah. Morocco. You've been to Morocco? I have. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Okay, well, you better get to Elizabeth. She was taking up her time. <laughs> okay. Good. Dr. Jess. Okay. So, um, okay. So we're talking about a 12 year old cat with elevated creatinine um, and not a whole lot of other information. So yeah. I, th- I think in general, I would say um, I would have a urine sample checked. Um, okay. And it's easy to collect a urine sample at home from your cat. Is? Mm-hmm. How? You isolate the cat overnight in a small room, a.k.a. your bathroom. Okay. With a litter box. Yeah. You know, food yeah. and water if he needs those things. Right. And you basically saran wrap the cat litter box. Oh, you lay down a bunch of saran wrap on top of the litter so that the cat can still feel the litter but pee on top of the saran wrap. Oh, excellent. And then sometimes they will refuse to use the litter box because you've done something weird to it. And then they'll just pee in the bathtub or pee on the bathroom floor, which are also good options. (laughs) So then how do we get to, what do we do now? We have it either on the saran or the floor or in the tub. What do we do with it? Then you borrow a syringe from your vet, maybe in advance, and you suck the urine up into that. And, and then the, you bring it to your vet. Oh, well, so that's here's interesting. A urine sample from my cat. Oh, I didn't. Th- and if it's going to be an hour or so before you can get the urine to the vet, so we always have syringe. We always have syringes around the house because between giving cattle shots or giving the you know the uh, stuff to the cats because for some reason. So and you know and that's so that's a good to have good have syringes at the house of different sizes so that you can do something like that. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do. Okay, okay, um, go ahead. So. Um, so I would say, you know, because that, that could be pertinent. Um, now, that out, out of the BUN and the creatinine, the creatinine is the value that is more specific to the kidneys. And so, it, and it's definitely the value that is more important, I guess, when it comes to trying to diagnose kidney disease. The creatine. Creatinine. Creatinine. Okay. Now, for, for the vast majority of cats who end up in a situation like renal is insufficiency where the kidneys just aren't working as well as they used to or as well as they should mm-hmm. which is sort of on the way to actual kidney failure okay but without the urinalysis um and without you know sometimes the rest of the blood work you don't actually know if you're there yet or not so for most cats the the causes tend to be an accumulation of um the fact that the kidneys and the urinary tract are kind of weak organs in cats because cats were originally desert animals. Right. Um, and so they're not built to deal with any kind of dry food diet. So typically... Right, but she hasn't been for what? Four right, years? right, right. Okay, right. So I'm just saying for most cats. Okay. It is a combination of dry food and vaccines because the viruses that are used in vaccines for cats the viruses themselves are grown on cat kidney cell culture. 
And then you inject cats with that. And guess what? They produce antibodies against their own kidneys. Okay. Like magic. Wow. So, um, so, you know, typically those are kind of the factors. And then, you know, since your kidneys are part of your body's clearinghouse, a way to eliminate waste products and toxins. So then if you have toxin exposure, right. you know, that's another thing that will contribute to your kidneys being impacted. Okay. Um, for her feeding such a good so, diet, though, mm-hmm. for her cats to check out, to me, young. Yeah, 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 but you know, but but maybe this is why this is happening to this cat at age twelve instead of at age six. Okay, right. That's true. So, um, especially in you know the modern age when a twelve-year-old cat is considered an extreme senior, uh-huh. uh, whereas it used to be middle-aged back in the right. day. So, uh, so I would do exactly what you're doing. Absolutely raw food. I would use a willactin. I would use a probiotic. Um, as far as probiotics go. Things that I look for in a probiotic, um, I look for more than one strain of bacteria, and I look for billions of bacteria per dose. And after that, anything that meets those criteria, that's something that I would use. Um, so those two things, and then in general, without any other information, uh, you could uh, so, have... What? So if she's going to do a urinalysis, do you suggest to have another blood draw to get more information from the blood work? That's kind of a discussion that you need to have with your vet. Okay. Um, so I would, uh, typically in this kind of case, I would use the supplement standard process, Rena Food, R-E-N-A-F-O-O-D. Standard process. I'm sorry, can you mm-hmm. Standard process. Can you that again? Mm-hmm. Standard process, right. And the supplement is called Rena Food. Uh, yeah, okay. R-E-N-A-F-O-O-D. Standard process supplements are sold through healthcare providers. And so if you yourself are not a healthcare provider, you can ask your vet to get an account with standard process and get this stuff for you. Or there might be a health food store or a chiropractor buy it too. You know. Yep. 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 You might be able to find a chiropractor. I think if you go to yeah, standardprocess.com, I think there's like a locator. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Or you can like put in your zip code and see who carries it near yep. you. Yep. Um, yeah. I I always keep Rena Food on my shelf because this is exactly the kind of case where you would use it. So Rena Food is one of their human supplements, and it basically just is a nutritional supplement that is specifically targeted towards supporting the kidneys. So it comes as tablets, but they're little meaty tablets, and I would just break a tablet in half and, and in give the past, it. He ate different types of, of standard process tablets oh. in the past, and he always ate them like candy. Perfect. So Rena food, you know, one a day, you could split it in half and give half with each meal. Or if he'll eat it like a treat, just give one, you know, let him eat one a day. And that should help his kidneys as well. So if you don't have elevated phosphorus, then you don't necessarily have to worry about that. There are other supplements that could be used if the phosphorus was elevated. But I think it's still, I think it's helpful to look at a urinalysis to see, like, what else is going on that you need to know about. Because that's a good way to find out. Is there inflammation in the kidneys? You know, a urine culture might be in order. Is there an infection going on? Basically, you still have to go get more information. Okay. Okay. And are you available for consultation once we get this information? If I if I want to follow more a holistic approach, oh sure. I believe that's your your tendency. Right. That's how what I how do. can they get a hold of you, Doctor Jess? Uh, through my website is the easiest holistic-vet-care.com and I do phone and email consultations as well as appointments. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Does that help you, Elizabeth? At least get you started, get some more information and see what's going on? Definitely. Thank okay. you so much. You bet. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you got questions? Give a holler, guys. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Whether it's for myself or for Dr. Jess. And we don't have her in studio once a month. Now, don't wait for the five. Everybody waits to the five o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. And then they slam the phone lines. And then we can't get to everybody. Because everybody's so, watching this fascinating ball game. Uh, yeah, everybody's right now. Yeah, we're... we're um, but, but I will say, like... So sometimes, you know, people are trying to make decisions about, you know, how do I treat my pet? Are there natural options? What's the best way to go about this? And sometimes, honestly, you just don't have enough information. Mm-hmm. And I, um, if there's like a little bit of a complication, sometimes when people want to do things naturally, yeah. um, which is not a bad thing. Hey, that's right. what I do in my practice. Right. It's what I do with my own pets. Yeah. Um, so then sometimes people are inclined to say, well, I don't want to do the x-rays or I don't want to do oh, the okay. blood work. And you know what? Diagnostics are still really, really valuable. Right. And I'm, I'm all for diagnostics as long as they're non-invasive, your pet doesn't have to be sedated, doesn't have to go under anesthesia, doesn't involve puncturing, any, right. you know, body cavities or right. anything like that. Um, a lot of times it's worth doing you know get more input yeah and you can always um you know you can always ask your vet more questions like you can say okay what would we learn from this is there a better option um you know do is do i need to do an x-ray or or would an ultrasound be a better Mm -hmm. choice yeah and so so sometimes it's like you know when you're trying to make a decision and i know that that there's a tendency to kind of go online and try to figure out what's wrong with your pet Mm -hmm. But having um, some extra information, especially if it can be obtained without surgery, anesthesia, right. whatever, yep, it can be a very good idea. There you go. Uh, but that's the thing, though, is that uh, you forget sometimes. <laughs> what, Carly? <laughs> you can finish the conversation, I guess. But we got to go to trivia. Yeah. We got to go, go to trivia. Don't Sorry. say the word break. Say trivia. Sorry. Okay. Oh, that's okay. I'm just no, I didn't scold you. I'm just being funny. I know you're trying to ignore me over there. I get it. It's all good. It's all good. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. What insect has the shortest life? What insect has the shortest life? We'll be back. That would be me. Thank you very much for tuning in to the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Who, what insect has the shortest life? Dr. Jess, do you have any idea? This is not multiple choice. Nope. I'm going to say gnats. Okay. What are you going to say there, Carly? Um, I'm going to say, um, I don't know, firefly? I will give you a hint. Right? It's usually one day or two day deal where we... The, uh, Is it a fly? Cities will <laughs> get kind of swarmed with them. Cities get swarmed with them? They're yellow. They're, They're yellow? yellow? What? Yellow bugs? Yellow bugs. Mayflies. Oh, oh, interesting! They showed it like a lot of times, like on the bridge of downtown St. Paul, where they're just—it's just they're just zillions of them, and the the street is just you know coated. Too bad box elder yeah. bugs last longer. Yeah, than <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So mayflies is a uh, insect with the shortest life. Oh, so. now I feel bad for them. So how long do gnats live? I don't know. Well, that'd be a, we should look this it. up. Google it, Nancy. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's head for the phone lines. Sounds good. So we're gonna go to. Cindy. Cindy has a question about her cat that keeps scratching at carpet. 
All right. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How old's your cat? Uh, she's about a year and three months. Okay. Is she the only cat? Yep. All right. And so what's she scratching on? Um, my carpeting. First, she started on the stairs and ripping, you know, carpeting out. And then I put tape on it and and stuff like that. And now she's doing it everywhere and anywhere. Okay. What do you have for her to scratch on? Um, this, I have I have the cardboard scratching um, things, and I also have one that stands up with like a rope on it. Okay. But she doesn't use it very much. I mean, I I don't think she's scratching for her nails. I don't know if she's just excited or what or wants to play, but she's doing it constantly now and ruining the carpet. Okay, but uh, <laughs> everybody thinks cats um, are always a vertical scratchers, and mm-hmm. there's not. Many cats are horizontal scratchers. Yeah, but the okay. cardboard thing is horizontal. Oh, yeah, but not. it's not that horizontal. Well, that's what it is, but she's not really using it. She's using... No, because she likes carpet. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Okay, because, see, there's different textures, too. Some cats like carpet, some like upholstery, some like, mm-hmm. you know, that rope, twiny rope stuff, yes, you know, type yeah, thing. They have that, yeah. Okay, but yeah, if but she... doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like, though, if she being if she's going after your stairs and the carpet, she's more of a horizontal scratcher. Mm-hmm. And so well, that's what you want to do is take uh, some carpet, obviously not the carpet mm-hmm. you in your living room, but, you know, get mm-hmm. some remnants or whatever type thing and make a, uh, uh, you know, just take a staple gun, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, and make a horizontal scratcher and then put maybe a little bit of catnip on it so okay. that she, you know, that she'll attract her to it. And okay. uh, and that's what I would do. But if she likes carpet, have you tried different textures with her? You know, like something that's upholstered? Because it sounds like she doesn't uh, like the cardboard, no. but anybody... Uh, but the carpet is what her big thing is. You can get carpet remnants anywhere. And oh, okay. so just try that. Like sometimes I think Menards even have squares that you can use as rugs. And just, okay. you know, just, uh, um, just staple it to a piece of wood so that it okay. can, you know, when she scratched, she can, but, but look at the texture of your carpet. Okay. okay, and so that you know you're kind of equal in it. So if you got to do it here, use this. Don't use mine. All right, right. right. <laughs> and so, uh, but like I said, put a little bit of catnip on it. Don't okay. you know? Don't empty a you know a bag of it, but because uh, right. usually in about a year, that's when a lot of cats will you know go be the catnip person. You know, the uh, cat. But uh, but under I think it's under six months. They're not too big into catnip, and then okay. as they get older, they get more into catnip. So. Okay. And the best one is uh, just Ducky World. They have the best catnip out. And if you oh, can find okay. some fresh, you know, some fresh, uh, okay. like even organic catnip, you, you're going to have a, a better success rate. But see, that's okay. what I would try. And then also, too, because it's a young cat, they're just mm-hmm. full of the dickens. And so they need a lot of stimulation as mm-hmm. far as uh, like a bird feeder outside a window where they can sit and watch birds all time, all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the laser light, you know, never for a dog, never laser light for a dog. Yeah. That'll make them a neurotic mess. But for the cat, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, a feather on a string, you know, to, to okay. w- w- go around the house. But and especially you want to do things, and this is with all cat owners, is that the cat's been laying around all day and you get home. Right. And so then, you know, they want to, you want to rest, they want to go. Well, then all of a sudden yeah. it's nighttime and then they're up at night batting you meowing oh. at the door and the whole bit because, they, you know, they've been sleeping <laughs> yeah. all day. So the big yeah. thing that you want to try to do is wear them, take about a half hour, 45 minutes and just, you know, play. Whereas you you keep that get their motor running and then they're okay. less likely to all of a sudden ah, 
I need rest. <laughs> and then they're going to le- let you go, you know, actually sleep without constantly pestering you at night. Yeah. But like I said, it yeah. sounds like you've got a horizontal on one that likes carpet. And then get try some other ones. Get something that's a poster material, like at, at a, you know, at a, a you know, a, a shop that sells stuff. Okay. And just okay. try different and just see what works and, and then go from there. Okay. Okay. I will do that. Okay, kiddo. Take right. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, because, you know, indoor cats get bored as get out. And cats that are under two years old, boy, they're full of the dickens. And they're going to, you know, they're going to be up your curtains across the top. And, and hopefully, you know, more people, more and more people are not getting their cats to clawed, but teaching, learning how to just cut them. You know, like I just cut mine with just a regular uh, human tone or fingernail clipper. You know, whereas when they're tired, I, you know, if you rub your finger on the bottom of their paw, they'll stretch their paw out. And then I just kind of go, clip, 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 clip. <laughs> I got really good. If I could, and if you can only do one nail at a time, it's great, you know, type thing. And so that will keep, you know, save on everything if you just keep the cut, toenails cut. And so, and cats have a tendency that when they walk into a room and to mark their entrance, they put their scent in on. And so that's why most times if you have couches or something at the corner of the entrance into a room, they'll turn and scratch and rub like okay now my scent this is i'm going into my territory here and so that's why if you don't want to move your furniture then take plexiglass and make a corner wedge so that if the cat goes to turn you know to mark its entrance it can't so you're saving the couch but then give it something a little bit further up to mark its entrance as far as a carpet or whatever type thing so they can scratch and mark you know put their thing but like i said uh, if you don't want to move the room as far as the furniture so there's really is in a direct entrance, you know, like a, a narrower entrance. If it's a, bro, you know, like a room, you know, like five miles, well, not five, you know what I mean, really broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they're not going to do it so much. They might, but not some, but most people have the, you know, where there's like a, what, four feet, you know, where you walk into the kitchen or walk into the living room or whatever type thing. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so there you go. All right, who's up next? Okay, we're going to go to Janet. Janet has a question about her golden doodle who's eating socks. Ah, welcome mm-hmm. to the golden doodles. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Janet. How you doing? I'm okay. Um, I've had dogs before, but I have never had a dog eat um, clothing. And the, she'll now know, she knows now that she can't have the socks. So as soon as she finds one, and she sees me coming like towards her, she'll just gulp. Yep. Like you bet. Gulp it down. You bet. And so what you got to do first, of, let's, first of all, let's take care of that for, and then we'll go back. Okay. If your dog has anything, this is all owners, if they have anything, whether it's a sock, whether it's uh, something they're not supposed to have, whether it's a kid's toy or whatever, the minute you go towards them, they're just going to slam it. All right. So what okay. you do is you go the opposite way. You clap your hands and say, let's go get a treat. Let's go. And so then you go into the oh. kitchen. And so then you, you, you know how every dog knows the sound of where the treats are, whether it's the bag that, yeah. you know, waddles or the top comes off a canister or the refrigerator. Hey, let's get the treat. Because nine times out of ten, then when you go to get a treat, they got to drop what's in their mouth to get the treat. All right? Okay, So that's yeah. what you could teach the dog the word trade, too. Okay, let's say, and you could practice with the dog with the treat, with uh, with their uh, uh, toys, all right? Let's say, hey, take the toy, take the toy, take the toy. Okay, so then what you're going to go, trade, you know, really exciting. Come on, let's trade. And then run to the kitchen, okay? And then keep yeah. your treats in a, uh, the exact same place, whether it's a drawer or a cupboard or whatever. And then say, let's trade. Then you open the treat, and then you wiggle the treat, like, by the nose. Let's 
let's trade. So then what you do is you drop it, you know, like a little bit of ways. And now the dog's yeah. going to drop what's in their mouth if they haven't already oh. to get pick up what you drop. Now, say trade again and pitch it farther. And so now the first time when you pitch it, if, the tree, if they did drop the toy right by you, step on the toy. Don't pick it up yet. Step on it. Oh, okay. Okay, now you're going to say trade a second time and then pitch it a little bit farther. And when they go farther, then you bend over quickly and pick up that tree or, uh, that uh, toy, all right? Okay. Because if you drop the treat immediately, they're, uh, they can, dogs are so fast, they can grab the oh, treat yeah. and grab the toy back again. So what you want to do is have them drop the treat or the sock, step on it, send them away further so you can bend over and pick up what they just dropped out of their mouth. But what you're going to okay. do is practice this every day, the word trade. It becomes a trick, but it's going to help you immensely, all right? And so that's why, yeah. like I say, you, you take different toys. Hey, let's play, let's play. And as soon as the dog picks it up or you send it out you know for a, a fetch okay and as they're bringing it back yell the word trade let's go and then go to the you know where the treat is and, oh let's trade pitch it a little bit farther they're gonna drop what's in their mouth then step on it you know the toy or whatever pitch it trade say trade again pitch it out further and when they go further to get that other treat then you pick up the toy or whatever you're trading for all right okay so, but the minute yeah. you go towards the dog this automatic instinct it's mine and it's not yours <laughs> and they're going to slurp it right down. And we're doing exactly opposite. We're yep. going nuts and going right after. Right. And so what's yeah. happening, you're creating a game, number one. It's an interaction yeah. with you as far as catch me if you can. All right. So they, you know, it's uh, so this way here, what you're going to do, like they're going to get eventually something better than what they've got, but they're going to have to move and drop what they've got in their mouth to get what you're, you know, what you have got and what you have to give. All right. Yeah. And so you want everybody to understand the minute the dog's got something in the mouth that they don't, you don't want them to have, you beller out that word trade. And that's why every, and it has to be sound really happy and really fun. Let's trade. Yay, <laughs> trade. Yay, 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 yay. You know what I mean? So the dog is going to be, especially a golden doodle who is the, uh, the top of the premium list for having fun. All right. That yeah. boy, you make it fun for them, boy, and they are so on it. And that's the thing. Now, the thing is, is for the, the dogs, you got to remember all dogs love you. Use socks, use crotch of underwear, use armpit of of, uh, of whatever you call it. And the reason is because your your scent is the heaviest on it. That's gross. As, so that's what they're <laughs> gravitated to. So you got to really get people to realize to, that you know that you have to have a locked top or something where you know use things go. Okay, now how yeah. old is your golden doodle? Four months. Oh, four months. Okay, can you hold on for a sec? We'll come right yeah. back. Okay, hold on. You got. We got to give you a couple extra tips. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, what is the largest lizard in the world? The largest lizard. We'll be back. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Katie K9 show. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, you got a question? Give a call. Remember, we got Dr. Holistic Vet, Dr. Jessica Levy. So please give a holler. Okay. What is the largest lizard in the world? This, I think I could even guess without even knowing the answer. What do you have? What do you think there? Think about it. The Minnesota Zoo has one. I think they might even have two. What? Uh, Gila monster. Nope. I was going to say Komodo dragon. Bingo. Really? Komodo jack dragon yes. is the biggest lizard. Bada bing. Those things are scary. Oh, mm. I remember they seeing are. one. I saw one at the yeah. first one I ever saw live was down at the Minnesota Zoo. Like, I mean, we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. And I was just in awe. I sat there and stared. Just, yeah. I'm just they're, like, is that real? They're huge. I mean, literally, that is prehistoric at 
It's a freaking dinosaur. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I was totally blown away. Mm. Just fascinated. And who I was with is like, have you, are you done looking at that? I said, no, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Look at it. Look at its eyes. Look at, you know, I mean, it's just like, I was just enamored by it. All right. See that, like I said, a little bit of thought. Yeah. Hey. All right. Okay, we're back with Janet. Janet, are you with us? Yeah, I am. There you go. Okay, you got four months. Okay, <laughs> the four month uh, dog. It, it, it's all about what it's about, what it smells like, what the texture's like, you know, in the mouth and such like that. All right, and you're yeah. if you don't uh, get this uh, put together quick, you're going to have surgeries and pull things out of that dog's gut. All right, because yeah, it's going to cause it. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. It's going to be probably fatal. Because right. And it see, doesn't stop eating stuff. Right, but see, when they eat stuff, they're not supposed to. The word is pica, P-I-C-A, pica. Yeah. That is, they eat stuff. So that usually means their gut system is in uh, turmoil. And a lot Aww. of times it's caused by, first, the, the stress of being weaned from the mom, okay, eating regular food, then the stress of leaving the mom and the litter mates, and then being dewormed probably, and then vaccinations, and who are you, and where am I at, and uh, So a lot of times all this stress causes a lot of, of gut issues, and that's where pica can come in. And so that's why what you want to do is help the gut system replenish itself by doing now, Dr. Jess, we can, if I you can chime in and what things that I might forget is that uh, you want a good probiotic. Okay. Okay. You want a good digestive enzyme. Mm -hmm. What I would, what about extra virgin coconut oil? What's your thought about that? Sure. Yep. Extra virgin coconut oil. All right. We do nothing. I mean, we feed it dog food. That's yeah. It. Yep. But so, but so, <laughs> what you, yeah. And see, dogs have a unique uh, capability that if they're missing something in they, their gut, they try to find it. That's why you'll see dogs eat rocks or lick. Uh, oh, it, re- it carries rocks around in its mouth. It doesn't swallow the rocks. So not yet. Bring it out and it. And it's like just drop the rock. Yep. I just don't want that. But most of the time, dogs swallow rocks by accident. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So I, I would suggest, <laughs> and since you have a little puppy, um, now is your yeah. opportunity to start feeding it a wide variety of things so that it's not just getting dog food while it's trying to grow and, and develop a healthy immune system. Okay. So dogs are um, carnivores, but they are scavenging carnivores. And so it's handy to have a dog who can eat a wide variety of things. Now, what uh, what food are you feeding right now? I do I do um, blue buffalo, right. but I switch out the different flavors because I listen to your show, so good. I know I can't eat like the same thing okay. all the time. All right. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. So now it's just time That's to introduce some. Uh, good as it gets. Yep. So now it's just time to introduce yeah. some table scraps. Yep. If you even, okay, we haven't done that because we didn't want it to be a mooch. Okay, but don't so feed how it. how do you do that? But see, the, um, when you feed a dog human food, they don't become a mooch. They only become a mooch if you feed them at the time you're eating. All right? Okay. So if you, let's say you're having pizza and you got some crust you don't want, then go, go wait till you're done eating. Go put it in this bowl and say, here, chow's oh. up. All right? Uh, after okay. dinner, you got some veggies or something that you haven't finished. Go put it in this dish and tell them. Charles up. So if you feed him by hand as you are eating, you will create the beggar. But if you just, if you give him the handouts or what you don't want, or you know what I mean, the different stuff yeah. at the time. And then, uh, and that's why sometimes it's better to feed a dog after you eat than before you eat. Because uh, okay. there might be stuff left over that you're only going to give him partial of what he's going to eat because he's got other stuff to eat. <laughs> okay. All right. And so that's why too, and I'm not a fan of the particular food that you're feeding, um, I would look uh, a little 
little bit more. Now, I mean, are you doing okay. a, are you doing a grain free or what are you doing? Well, I'm doing grain free, but then someone said their vet says like even Prina Pro yeah, no. that this all grain free is not a good idea okay, yeah. for every dog. Well, no, well, no. What you just got to do is rotate, rotate, rotate. Okay. You know, you do you do a bag of grain free and then not, or you know, a couple okay. bags and not, and because that's why I love Nutrisources because um, with the puppy I would like try their beef and rice, uh, okay. or they got you know lamb and rice, and then uh, like the grain free, you know, like I said, every every second or every Every third bag, you know, but anytime okay. you wrote, anytime that you're going to change up the food, you have to rotate it in. You can't just all of a sudden open a bag and put it down because your system yeah. has to build and get used to, you know, the, what the new thing coming in. All right. Then once it yeah. rotated it in, it comes back into, uh, you know, rotation. Then you just open the bag and feed it. All right. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's what you. I. I. Like I said, I'm a, a huge Nutrisource, uh, because they're a family yeah, owned. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's just made up in per, uh, Perm, Minnesota. And so I would, I'd strongly suggest that. Like, try their beef and rice, lamb and rice. They got trout and rice, and now they just got a brand new turkey and rice. And so that then okay. those obviously are non-grain freeze. And then you could try one of their like Prairie Select or Woodland Select. When, when you say um, rotate, Katie, do you mean like? Every night, give it something. To, every day, give it something different. Or no, with a bag uh, like, like every, every well. Um, so you want to buy only enough food that will last you two weeks. You okay. want it fed out within two weeks. And so that's why what you want to do is, you know, with my rotation, every three days, it's something different. But then okay. there's sometimes, there, uh, there, it just depends on what I'm doing. If I'm feeding some raw, we, they might get one thing in the morning and something totally different at night. But don't do that right now. The puppy, first we got to get this dog's gut system in. So that's why you need the probiotics. You need the digestive enzymes. You need the extra virgin coconut oil. I would even okay. try a little um, for his, how many pounds is your pupper? Oh gosh, I don't know. He, she 30? is getting big fast. Okay, I, I would uh, start out with a uh, work into a teaspoon of extra uh, organic uh, apple cider vinegar because it's a okay. fermented product, and that will really help the gut gut system. And as she ages, you can get make her, get it up to a, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar a day. And what you can do okay. is like you know mix it with a little bit of canned pumpkin or a little bit of plain yogurt or something like that. And so, um, and being that you're going to have a big dog uh, with a deep chest, I would make sure I'd rehydrate the dry. I wouldn't feed it dry. You put yeah, we don't do the dry. We do, we hydrate it. Excellent. So then you can put all your supplements right in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, but the whole okay, thing, great. the whole thing is, is that, yeah, get her gut healthy, healthy, and then teach her the word <laughs> trade. Okay. Okay. Got any other questions? Give me a holler, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, folks, give a holler. 651-641-1071. Where we at? Okay. What is the largest, fastest creature? What is the world's fastest creature? Creature.